0: let us pray precious heavenly father we thank you this morning that we give you all of the praise we give you all of the glory and thank you lord for your everlasting faithfulness thank you lord that even in the midst of our own unfaithfulness you have always remained to be faithful thank you for your love that never changes thank you for the grace upon grace that we continue to receive from you Thank you for everything that you have said and put in place and in motion for us. Daddy, we pray for more understanding to simply flow alongside you, your plan, your purpose, your provision, and your protection at all times. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for being a good, good father to us. Thank you, Lord, for everything, for our righteousness, for having delivered us from the shackles of the enemy and set us completely free, having freed us from law to liberty, having removed us under that arrangement of sin and death and has brought us to the spirit that continuously supplies life even to our mortal bodies. Thank you, precious Father, for every gift we are grateful. We acknowledge every good thing that we have, and every good thing that we are, all because of what you accomplish in Christ. We are deeply, deeply grateful. And thank you, Heavenly Father, for abundant provision that is made and that we are walking in. Thank you, Father, for we are always at the right place at the right time. Thank you, Father, because we are always having all sufficiency of all things at all times. And we all, all of us, Abounding to every good work, the good works for which you have proposed for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and we give you glory. And everyone who prayed with me this morning would say aloud, "Amen and Amen." Good morning to you today. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chido Jacob, and let me welcome you to this this episode of our ongoing daily fellowship with. The world, and we have been discussing how living in the consciousness of heaven can literally transform our entire life, soul, spirit, and body. It can give us an entire new direction for our life, new energy, new strength, new sense of purpose and put us exactly where God wanted us to be and of course this morning let me break that statement down. What I need you to understand and what is real and this is something that many of us should always realize is that there is never any independent action, there's never any independent decision, there's never any independent choice. Don't forget, It's our choices and our decisions that leads us to certain action. Don't forget, it's our choices, it's our decisions that leads us to certain action. And if you peel it a little lower, you will know that even the choices and the decisions are driven by something else below the surface. If we pull it back a little bit, today I'm going to take many actions. Today, you are going to take many actions. And those actions are a result of choices and decisions that you are making. But how you make that decision? Something else is below the surface. There's something else below the surface. Don't forget, no action, no choice, no decision is independent. Something is always below the surface. So, what we are saying in this essence is this. That if we live in this consciousness of heaven, or before I start to say that, let me say it this way. What is that something that drives us from within? That is the question. What is it that drives me from within? So now, what we are saying is this. That the more we live in the consciousness of heaven, the more our consciousness lives in heaven. That means outside of this realm. The more my consciousness, my mind lives in the spiritual reality, the more I am going to be driven by heavenly forces. Again, let me repeat one more time. So what we're saying in essence is this, that living in the consciousness of heaven can completely, totally transform my life and your life. And this transformation will continue to align properly with, with the plan and purpose of God for my life, for your life, for the earth. The more I live in that consciousness, it can transform my life completely. But how does it do that? And I'm saying this morning, don't forget, there is no choice that is independent. There's no action that is independent. Choices and actions are driven by, there has to be a motivation, either a fear or a motivation, or a concern. There has to be something, and that force, whatever that force is, is actually where the real human being is. Because it's like something is playing a drum that you are dancing to. The question we must always look at at all times is, what is that thing that is driving us below the surface? And so, this morning, I'm saying... That the more our consciousness lives in heaven, the more we are going to be driven from within by heavenly forces, by heavenly ideas. Praise God. And of course, I've been using Hebrews chapter number 11 to give you the examples line line. By line, How it was the faith these people had and what was the faith? A promise was made to them. The promise of a Messiah was made to them. Some of them lived a thousand years before Christ came. But they were so certain, so convinced that that promise became what drove them from within. And the actions they took because of that conviction is what we call faith. So, faith is acting out of the convictions that you have based on who Christ is. Praise God. So, they were moved. They were motivated. Like we read yesterday, Noah's heart was opened. It was faith that opens Noah's heart to receive the revelation that caused him to build an ark. Don't forget, it would have been totally madness for anybody to start to build an ark and saying that rain will fall because before then there had been no rain. So it would have been totally ludicrous. It would have been totally crazy. It would have been totally ridiculous for him to gather and say he wants to build a boat that everywhere was going to be flooded with water. Now is the same thing. So when heaven drives my actions, when heaven Is the propelling force within me. I can take actions or do things that that does not fall in line with what everybody said. Don't forget, one of the greatest challenges that you and I have in life is that this earth has conditioned us to be social creatures. We like to follow impacts. We like to follow impacts and none of us are exempted. If you want to think about what I'm telling you, how many times have you tried to pattern you are dressing according to the running fashion nobody is exempted. All of us have been conditioned to want to be accepted, to want to belong to the group, to want to belong to the community. So, when a certain level of dressing emerges, you don't ask where it comes from. Once you start seeing one or two, three people wear the same thing, you will want to wear the same thing. That's the reality. We have been conditioned to follow. And in many ways, there's nothing wrong with that. It's part of our being. But, when we now see see beyond what everybody sees, it means that we can act or talk or live in a way that is different from how everyone else lives. Praise God. I wanted to bring this explanation, to bring this thing down, to step it further down. So this morning, I'm going to be reading again Hebrews chapter number 11, beginning from verse number 8. Yesterday, We took the example of noah today let's go to the example of father abraham and of course it starts immediately by saying faith moved abraham to obey god's call remember all the time i was taught about abraham i was always told that abraham was a perfect man he obeyed god whatever god asked him to do he did it but the question is why is that, why did he obey? Is because he had a clarity of the promise. Praise God. He had a clear understanding of the promise. So it wasn't him just doing things. It was the promise he had within him that motivated him. And that's what the Bible is saying here. So you can see that faith motivates faith. Opens the heart, faith guides us, faith leads us. Again, don't forget, I've explained over and over what this faith is. Praise God. So he says, Faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call and leave the familiar to discover the territory he was designed to inherit from God. So, of course, you know the story, he left his family. The question is Imagine somebody coming to tell you, you know what? I'm going to leave my comfortable family. I'm going to leave where I am and move to a place that is not as familiar, may not be as comfortable. In fact, in his case, I don't even know where I'm going to, but I just know that I'm going somewhere. Have you seen that? That will sound weird to everybody. That will sound crazy. It will look like you've lost your mind to everyone around you. So the Bible says, So he left with only eight. A promise, don't forget, he left with only a promise, and without even knowing ahead of time where he was going, Abraham stepped out in faith. He didn't know where he was going, but he knew. But the promise of Christ was so clear. He knew he was on a path. He knew he was on a plan. You know, today, the way the world works, the strategy of the world, the system of the world is to make sure that you have 100% information. You're cleared about everything. You've dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's. You make sure that every step is accounted for. But this is opposite how those people live their life. And today, we call them heroes of faith. but what was it? In the eyes of ordinary man who is not seeing what they are seeing, they look crazy. But they were actually walking in the wisdom of God. Praise God. Watch this. Verse number 9 said, He lived by faith, by the same faith, as an immigrant in his promised land, as though it belonged to someone else. He journeyed through the land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, who were persuaded that they were also co- as of the same promise. Don't forget, again, it's making clear and clear now what that faith is. Now, it starts to tell you that it was about a promise. They lived their life in the reality of a promise. They flowed in everything they did because of how convinced how they believed God that God was actually going to bring this Messiah. Praise God. Now, he has communicated the same thing, the same conviction. He has transferred to his children isaac and jacob who also were not persuaded they now knew look at what the bible said they are co-heirs of that same promise praise god watch this verse number 10 says his eyes of faith were set on the city with unshakable foundations whose architect and builder is God Himself. You can see why He lived in tents because He had His mind focused on something else. Don't forget what I'm showing you here and what we've been sharing all week long is how keeping our mind, our consciousness, our intellect focused in the heavenly realities can change how we live our life here. And at the end, we have been transformed soul, spirit, and Body. Now he moves on to Abraham's wife. Verse number 11 said Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle power to conceive, even though she was barren and was past the age of bearing. Again, have you seen why when Abraham received this instruction and passed the instruction over to the wife it triggered a faith in her that says that she was going to be able to conceive to bring forth a child. Now, can I tell you something? Can I show you something that you should be aware of? When you read this account of Sarah here it sounds completely different from what obtained when you read the actual historical account. He never mentioned Sarah making a mistake. He never mentioned that Sarah was impatient and gave her house girl to Abraham just to make sure that the promise is fulfilled. He never mentioned that Sarah became angry when the child was born and then treated the house girl very harshly. He never mentioned that Sarah laughed even when this promise was given. Look at the account in the epistle. It just told you that Sarah's faith, regardless of her ups and downs, regardless of the times when she laughed, regardless of the times when she made a mistake, this is the Holy Spirit giving you the picture the way God sees it. It simply says Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle power. Uncle, You are the one keeping the record of your mistakes. I tell you this, you are the one tying yourself down with the record of your short force and all the times that you went up and down god does not keep those record man may keep it of course religion may keep it and because you've been brainwashed you can keep it but hear me out this morning god is not keeping any record against you and this is a perfect example here don't forget when you read all these heroes of faith if you read the account in the old testament they had ups and downs they had challenges, they had issues, they took missteps many times, but none of that is recorded when the account is given. It simply says Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle. Don't forget, she was the one that became impatient and said to Abraham, hey uncle, just take my housemaid, let us produce this heir Of promising that I'm getting old. But that was not in her account. The Bible simply says Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle power to conceive, even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing. For the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise and she tapped into his faithfulness. If you listen to me pray all the time, I always want to say this. And in fact, the reason I'm praying that prayer is not really to God. It's for us to hear it, for me to hear it. When I say that in the midst of all our faithfulness, you have remained to be faithful. Religion teaches you to hold on to your own faith no i want to hold on to the faithfulness of god him that has never failed watch this esera did not rely on her own ability her perfection or her doing everything right to make sure that this... No, the Bible tells us why her what her faith was built on. It said she rested it in the one who made the promise. That's why we say to you, if God has saved you, let the burden of saving you remain in the hand of God. Don't let religion remove it and come and put it on your own head. You cannot carry it. Let the one who saved us, let him keep us saved forever and ever. Praise God. The Bible said, she tapped into his faithfulness not her own faithfulness not her own ability she tapped into the faithfulness of God now did you notice what I've been saying that this kind of faith has ability to transform even our physical bodies here is an example Even though she has passed the age of childbearing, but this faith reconditioned her body. She was able to conceive and bring forth Isaac. Praise God. Amen and amen. I hope this has been a blessing to you this morning. Verse number 12. In fact, so many children were fathered by this aged man of faith. I love that. So, now, this faith is conditioning his physical body, not just of the wife, but also him. Praise God. Now, one who was as good as dead, that he now has his offspring as innumerable as the sand on the seashore and as the stars in the sky. Verse number 13, which is where I want you to pay attention to. Look at what it says. These heroes all died still clinging to their faith. They were able to accomplish all these things and died and yet they did not receive the promise. What has been promised? In other words, they did not see the coming of the Messiah. Don't forget that was the promise. Praise God. If you doubt that, don't forget God said to Abraham, in you the families of the earth shall be blessed. That was the promise. Praise God. Now, please look at the concluding phrases carefully. He says, But they saw beyond the horizon the fulfillment of their promises and gladly embraced it from afar. Sir, this is what I've been saying for the past two weeks now that we can see beyond our horizon, we can see beyond the four walls of this cosmos. We can see beyond our five senses. And the Bible says they saw the fulfillment of this promise beyond their natural environment. And they embraced it from afar. This is what made them heroes of faith. That's what we're saying. There's a heaven where the Bible says that there shall be no more death. Our tears shall completely be wiped away where God rules, where God reigns, where everything goes according to the plan and purpose of God. We have been waiting to die and go to this heaven. That's what religion has taught us. We are waiting to die and go to this heaven. The question is, Is it possible that we can look beyond our horizon today and look into the reality of that heaven, embrace it from that afar, so that our life, soul, spirit, and body, and environment is completely transformed just like this? The answer is yes. And yes and yes and that's what we're saying that if i am motivated if my heart is guided if my decisions are driven by the consciousness i have from the heavenly reality my earth shall become my heaven now look at the last line carefully the bible says they all lived their lives on earth as those who belonged to another realm praise god amen and amen. I hope this is all coming together, everything I've been saying. The Bible said, they all live their lives where? Here on earth, but as those who belonged to another realm. Again, they all live their lives here on earth. But what is faith is that they lived on this earth as though they belonged to another realm uncle, is the same thing I've been saying. You and I are seated comfortably in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That is where we are seated. Don't forget, for them, they were not seated. Mm-mm they only had the promise of a Messiah who was going to come, but they lived in that reality in their present day. You and I have a better covenant. We are already seated in the heavenly realms. We don't have to be seated. We don't have to pray to be seated. We don't have to fast to be seated. Uh We are already seated. But if my consciousness leaves my mind oppressed, my thoughts oppressed from where I am sitting, that means I am living on this earth as though i belong to another realm beloved this is how we become miraculous beloved this is how we become supernatural beloved this is how we can break barriers that has never been broken before beloved this is how my life your life can totally be transformed soul spirit and body and you know the wonderful thing everyone listening to me this morning can do this it's no longer a question of god is favoring your brother and not favoring you. God is your neighborhood. His blessing A is not blessing B. No. This door is open for every man who listens to me this morning who is hearing this message at any time. Praise God. What we're saying, this last line makes it as clear as possible. It said that they all live their lives. Again, we're on earth. As those who belonged to another realm. This is the key here. We live on earth here, but we live as though we belong to the heavens. And then that is what makes my earth become my heaven praise God amen and amen i'm going to stop here and then come back to you again tomorrow by the special grace of God as we we'll continue to look through this i trust is becoming more and more clearer and everything is coming back to one place don't forget salvation is designed to restore us to the original glory that we have in the father that we always had with him before we got here now that we are here physically if we live in the consciousness of that glory then it becomes my daily living experience amen and amen please help me enjoy the fullness of heaven today as you do don't forget that you have been served it is now your opportunity to go ahead and serve as many more as you can, please. If you have been receiving these messages indirectly, that means somebody is forwarding it to you, and you want me to add you to the list so that you get it directly. Don't forget the number to send me a WhatsApp on is zero eight zero three one one three eight zero three one again zero eight zero three one one three eight zero three one. Shalom.